Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where last week I could get into Israel, and now again, I cannot. Me, you, and everyone else stuck outside of the state of Israel. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and the voice and the face of my little project, Breaking Bread Oven, on Instagram. You can find me there. Check out what we posted this week in terms of the two new challah recipes I test drove. <clears throat> Excuse me. Had a lot of fun this week. Very interesting recipes. One is so simple. It is really, I mean, if you've ever been afraid of baking challah, this is the one you should go to. It was posted yesterday. It's from Nasher. You definitely should check that one out. But anyway, you can find me here every Thursday after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Let's do the fortune cookie because I've been forgetting the fortune cookie and I actually got an email from somebody saying, you know you keep forgetting the fortune cookie. Frankly, no, I did not. I did not realize it. So we're going to do it now before I forget again. Here we go. Life is not a problem to be solved, but rather a mystery to be lived. I mean, that's very nice and everything, but I don't need no more mysteries in my life. Let's do the national holidays. Today is the celebration of the senses. I don't even know what that means. National Bomb Pop Day. This is like a celebrated holiday at Casa de la Wallach. Why? Because who doesn't love the Bomb Pop? I actually think that it should be closer to July 4th because of the red, white, and blue. But frankly, it is such a good treat. It is the best ices out there, and I'm so not an ices person. I would probably have half of a bomb pop. You need a good like hour and change to get through a whole bomb pop, probably a whole Shabbos. Start it before Shabbos, put it in the freezer, pull it out, shall should it, you know what I'm saying. It's also National Handshake Day. Are we ready to start that again? I think so. I think people are back into handshaking. It's also World UFO Day. Yeah, not a day I really planned on recognizing nor heard about before this. I also want to mention that tomorrow is National Take Your Dog to Work Day. This is a shout out to Cooper Aaron. Cooper Aaron is my favorite golden doodle in the entire world. I absolutely adore that dog. And if I didn't want to give Nahum a heart attack, or if I came into the studios on Friday, then I would bring Cooper with me. But frankly, both of those things make it, you know, not a realistic situation, but my shout out to Cooper and my undying love to that dog. And as everyone knows, though this is not a national holiday, <laughs> it is an unofficial national holiday for parents, as Sleepaway Camp is beginning. Yes, Sleepaway Camp is beginning. Hence, my guest who joins us this morning. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Rabbi Ellie Brazil joins me this morning. He's the director of Camp Kaylee. Rabbi Brazil, good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing there today? Thank God. You tell me. How's it going there in Camp Cayley? We are ready and uh, can't wait to welcome over the 460 boys that will be joining us here uh, this summer. We had a, we have a 250 staff members. We had an amazing orientation. And uh, you, know, you guys know how it is in camp, you know, long-time camp people. A hundred percent. Long-time camp people indeed. Once a camper, always a camper. Am I right? That is correct. I know. I, I work with the chief of once a camper, always a camper. That is for sure. I can't believe, I mean, that number that you just told me, the number of boys who are in Camp Cayley for what is the first session of Camp Cayley, because Camp Cayley is for boys in July and girls in August. I am astounded by that number. 
Yeah, no, Baruch Hashem. Thank God. I think a lot of parents really want uh, their kids away this summer after a long year and a half. Right. And uh, thank God we, uh, we are totally, totally packed. We're getting calls even today. We got a couple of calls, people applying, parents to wait till the last minute to get the kid into camp. And unfortunately, we can't really get any more kids in camp. Right. No, I imagine. Actually, it's funny that you said that because a friend of mine mentioned that her sister, who usually waits to the last minute, couldn't believe that two weeks ago she couldn't get her kid into camp anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, are you kidding me? Every parent has been registering their kids since last August. Like, this is possibly the hottest summer for sleepaway camps and for good reason. It is our re-entry into normalcy. <clears throat> it is our yes. opportunity to bring kids back in a safe <laughs> and healthy environment. Tell me what that looks like for, for you and Camp Kaylee. So we are, uh, you know, taking every safe and, uh, you know, precaution that we can to open up safely. Thank God we have guidance, got great guidance from uh, which changes literally every day from uh, the governor and the State Department. Um, so we are testing everyone before camp. Uh, 99% of our upper and lower staff are vaccinated. So that's been a really amazing, amazing uh, thing. I just literally from Israel, it's a little more complicated. You have one, you have COVID and you get the one vaccinated, you get the uh -huh. one vaccine. So we have all the document documentation uploaded. We have literally 99% of our lower and upper staff are, uh, thank God, vaccinated. And some of our campers also, 12 to 16, they were able to get the, get the shots for vaccinated as well, which helps us tremendously in terms of programming, in terms of trips, in terms of what we could do. And thank God we have Dr. Tamar Rosner, who uh, leads our uh, medical staff here in Camp Cayley, and Dr. Kirschenbaum from OHEL. That's been a tremendous uh, asset. And uh, we are ready. Thank God we are ready. That is, that is unbelievable. <laughs> is the word cohort anymore being used in camp, or that is a thing of the past? It is a thing of the past for us. Um, I don't want to hear that word again, cohort, <laughs> a quarantine, or <laughs> we are hopefully done with that. Yeah, I'm done with the word pivot. I don't want to hear the word <laughs> pivot again for the rest of my life. And I, I would have to imagine that you both professionally during the year and obviously in anticipation of this summer had a lot of, sorry, I have to do it, a lot of pivoting to do. Tell me what that looked like for you starting with the end of last summer until this moment. Where did you guys have to pivot? So before last summer, we were like literally waited and we were ready. We had we were pivoting with our uh, our uh, policies and uh, we were changing every time they came out. And until the governor said no no summer camp, that was it. You know we were literally ready to to do whatever bubbling or whatever is needed. That's another word we no, right. never use again. Bubbling. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, we were we were really ready and uh, you know and then we waited until the uh, the guidance and everything became more and more clear. And after Pesach, we you know, we put out our guidelines and thank God we really have not changed them. We were open and honest and upfront with all our parents and I think our parents appreciated that and they all uh, understood the guidelines and we've kept uh, kept to our guidelines so we really didn't have to pivot much you know thank god as it got as it's gotten better and you know the less uh, COVID around i think it just uh, you know really solidifies our, our plan and hopefully uh, we'll have a safe and clean summer of COVID. a hundred percent please god please god how important has transparency with the parent body between the parent body and camp been as part of this process it's a great point. We we try to be open and uh, communicative to every single parent, um, and we we said that we we gave our. Uh, quarantine uh, guidelines and some parents uh, didn't agree and you know some of my good friends called me up screaming at me and you can never win with this you know either <laughs> one way or the other you know parents uh, you know won't be happy but uh, we tried to be open and transparent and you know we, we're telling parents what we're doing and as long as you're open and, uh, and honest parents can decide, decide listen this camp's not for me and uh, you know I'm going to go to to either more strict or less strict and that's up to them but thank God our the parent reaction has been tremendous they've been with us they uh, we tweak things here or there that 
that we could. But, uh, you know, that's the key in, in any organization, to be uh, open and uh, transparent, you know, to the best you can. Absolutely. And, and in terms of your guidelines, in terms of the COVID guidelines, tell me what that looks like. What did Camp Kaylee let the parents and the campers know that camp was going to look like this summer? So we, we couldn't uh, create a bubble, and I didn't think we should create a bubble based on our, you know, our doctor's guidelines. Um, everyone coming into camp uh, three, four days before has to get a PCR test, um, and that, of course, has to be negative. If it's positive, they cannot come to camp. Uh, you know, it, the, you know we, are, we have campers coming up as we speak, um, and, the, you know, they're still getting it back from CVS or wherever they, wherever <laughs> they went. You know, they went to a place that got it three, four hours. Oh, my gosh, my kid won't be allowed. So we're, we're dealing with those situations as, uh, as they come up. Um, um, and every staff member, if they weren't going to get vaccinated, and that's fine, they would have to get a PCR test as well. Um, once they come to camp, um, they are in camp. If they're vaccinated, of course, they could uh, go out. That's fine. And uh, trips, we're going to be doing trips. Um, wow. We're basically taking over, you know, let's say one location. If we're going ice skating, we'll take over the whole place. We are going to be going out to, let's say, a great adventure. And, um, you know, that's outdoors. And we felt, and the doctors felt that that was more, you know, in line with a safe uh, precaution. And I think as of now, great adventure makes makes them wear masks. So we have plenty of masks that the campers will have to wear if that's what the Great Adventure, you know, um, makes us do. And um, But in camp, it's, it's hopefully business as usual. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, t- tell me something honestly. Did you think last August you'd be able to say business as usual? No, thank God. This is, uh, it's been a big bracha. I think uh, everyone, every staff room, we had our upper staff, like the first dinner that everyone came and we had a big, uh, you know, barbecue. The smiles on the face of the upper staff and they're going to be working. They're not like, it's not a vacation. <laughs> it was just such a relief and such a, uh, it's a beautiful feeling. You know, you haven't seen someone in two years in camp. The staff comes back. It's really, uh, it's, you know, if you take a big uh, deep breath and thank uh, Hashem for everything uh, he gives us. And this is a, you know, Mitzvah this continues, and the schools get back to normal also. The schools get back to normal also. I, I, I mean, you know, you're, you're saying words that shouldn't be so crazy to a person like me. You're trying to look at life the, the way it used to be, and especially, in my opinion, making camp as, mo- as normal as possible. I mean, I, I hope I don't get hate mail for this. I think making camp as normal as possible is even more important than making school as normal as possible. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're, we're trying. We also have, you know, the appropriate uh, camp psychologists and the mental health teams, you know, because a lot of kids went through a lot of uh, right. things this year. I, as a person who dealt with the quarantine in school, I literally, there's one kid I quarantined seven times. <gasps> and, I, and, and the kid had COVID already, and it's just, you know, the school, school guidelines, that's what it was, and I felt so bad. So thank God we have a, an amazing, amazing upper staff that, uh, if anything does arise, we have uh, them on, on call also to help deal with any anxiety or any, any issues that, that come up. Wow. Wow. Seven times. That is a yeah. big... I'm going to get him a trophy, you know, after, after next year of the school year. We'll give him a trophy. That is a big number, Rabbi. That is a big number. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm joined by Rabbi Ellie Brazil. He's the director of Camp Kaylee. And of course, we need to mention how Camp Kaylee and Ohel obviously have a very close relationship. And I, I assume... I safely assume that you're going to be able to rely on the professionals and the guidance of OHEL in terms of dealing with any anxiety and mental health issues that may come up. Because I imagine that this is not, I mean, this is not a Camp Kaylee issue. This is a camp issue full across the board for 2021. There are going to be kids who are very very nervous. Forget the parents who are nervous. That's a given. That's every summer. But you're going to have parent kids who are really, who are campers, who've been to camp their whole life, and all of a sudden they're coming back and now they're nervous. I assume that, that you 
thank God for your relationship with OHEL because you know that you can rely on the mental health professionals and the strength there for to turn to them in, in your time of need. 100%. We have got, we've, we've gotten plenty of guidance and help from Dr. Blumenthal and an entire, all the professionals at OHEL have really been guiding us, uh, you know, every step of the way. Um, it's a tremendous asset that we, that we have, and we definitely, uh, you know, use it to, uh, to our ability that anything that they, we need that, that they give us. Um, and uh, it's crazy. The emails I've gotten, you know, from parents who are friends of mine that like just questions and concerns and more, even, even like silly things, you know, like what, what, what type of sitter are, are they? they dominate out of and you know even though everything's in the package just parents are parents are anxious also right. and so we're trying to answer everything you know as quickly as possible and uh we have people that they could talk to and yeah and you know that's definitely uh, definitely a concern. Yeah, there are a lot of concerns. There's certainly a lot of concerns. Of course, there is also, as I like to say, call for celebration in the canceling of Visiting Day. So let's talk about for a second how Visiting Day 2021 is not happening. It's a virtual call for whatever every camp is doing. The only thing I know they're not doing is bringing parents on campus. What was the reaction to that? So it's funny um, because we're so close to uh, to New York, New York City. Some parents were upset and some parents were happy. I bet it was like a fifty-fifty split. Really depended, you know. A first first time camper going away, the parent really wanted to come see the bunk, see the counselor. You know, a parent who's sending their kid is the last kid in the house, and <laughs> they're sending them for the fifth time. It really was like, oh great, Baruch Hashem, we're, there's no visiting day. So we're, I think it was a really fifty-fifty split. The big question is what's going to happen next year. I, I don't know. It's too early to uh, to, to tell what's going to be with that. Well, on behalf of the the parent body that that I'm not a part of at Camp Kaylee, but I can speak on their behalf, feel free to continue this every single year. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take that vote into consideration. You know what? The truth of the matter is, because I I seriously believe that that visiting day, while well-intended, is such a challenge for both the parents and the kids. And I have certainly left my kids after visiting day crying hysterically in the arms of either a counselor or a division head. And no one needs that. You just don't need that. Correct. Correct. I, I agree with you 100%. It's much easier not to have a visiting day. And we in Camp Cayley have two visiting days, one for the boys, one for the girls. So it's a definitely a logistical, uh, you know, you, want, you have to watch the weather twice <laughs> but, uh, you know, to make sure it's fine. Right. No, I hear that. Let's talk about the girls for a second. Is girls camping uh, looking any different than the boys' campus this year? Or the precautions that were, that are being taken for July are also taken for August? Like, how does it look? Yeah, same, same, same thing. We had to do it twice. Um, we have 435 girls signed up this summer, and we also started this girls' travel program, which we have another 55 girls during boys' month that will be in a hotel about 25 minutes from Camp Cayley. So we're very excited about that program run by Sydney Deitch and Michelle Farman. So we're really, uh, really excited about, uh, about that. And girls, same precautions. It's a little trickier because girls might be coming from another camp, coming from the day camp at home right. so to get the testing. So we're going to, you know, we'll be up for the challenge. And, you know, thank God we have a great office staff that keeps track and you know we have people working in israel and america so there's people always working for camp Kaylee 24 uh, 7 to get these uh the covid uh you know documentation uh, uploaded properly and, and i'm sure somebody has asked you though i'm sure you do this every year that the bunks are cleaned down between the boys and the girls yeah, of course. We have, we bring in actually outside uh, help to help clean 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 the bunks. We have uh, 25 people. We have one day to get it turned over. It's definitely the hardest day of the year, and uh, we get it done. And we're ready uh, ready for the girls. I assume that you bring your kids up to camp with you. Am I right? 
My kids are here. I've been here for a week. They've been here for a couple of days. I have not seen them once. They're running around. As my son said, I said, you know, Tzvi, how you doing? He goes, I am free. Aww. I am free. He's just running around. He's free. No barriers, no plexiglass, no mask. He's just, uh, he's the happiest kid in the world. That is so great. And I guess my next question is answered because I wanted to know what they, how relieved they were. I mean, camp has to be a second home for them. So to be able to be back was probably huge. Yeah, well, I grew up with uh, Nachum and uh, and my, my father, you know, in, in camp, and uh, I, I know the feeling. And there's nothing. I know some people say being a staff kid isn't great. I, I think there's nothing like being a staff kid. You get, you know, as, as we hired a new canteen person this summer. So uh, my son goes, I hope you're going to tell him that, you know, you're my father. <laughs> canteen. I said, don't worry, he'll be fine. <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, but there's nothing like uh, you know coming up early with the staff and the kids. You know, you know they think they have the free reign of the place, even though they don't. But uh, uh, you know, so they yeah, they're very happy. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So they've already been up for a week, so they've acclimated. And as staff kids, staff kids go, yeah, they already own the place, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I was never a staff kid, but I always envied those staff kids. What does um, what does camp? I mean, obviously, you're a person who has been. I say once a camper, always a camper. You have been a camper your whole life. What is it like now to have this kind of responsibility in a post-COVID world? What does that look like? for you in terms of this in comparison to all the other summers? So every summer is, uh, you know, is, uh, is a lot of responsibility. Um, you know, thank God we have an amazing, amazing staff, and I learned from the best. You know, my parents, uh, you know, Nachum, who, uh, who and, and everyone else, uh, you know, that I learned from, that's what I envision now. I, I really take everything I learned from all of them, and uh, it's funny because I, I have one staff member that works for me now that worked with me 20 years ago, worked with my father, and, like, it's literally the same, you know, c- c- continuing on the tradition, mm. you know, if you, if you will, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Well, I, I can tell you, as I'm sure you already know, that Nahum takes tremendous pride in the fact that Yehoshua Siegel is uh, head counselor. Right, he's the head counselor. Yes. Yeah, unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. I, think, I don't even think he was my camp. I think, he was, I think I'm, I'm that much older than he was, like, <laughs> like literally two when I, was, uh, when I was in camp. Right, but he can appreciate what you're ta- speaking to now about the next generation of campers, the next yeah, generation it, of passing that love along. Yeah, correct. That's like the tremendous nachos that uh, you know. I know my, my father gets, and you know anyone who who's in the business when you you know when your child takes over, there's nothing nothing better than that. And like uh, to see them implement everything they learned from their parents is, is really an amazing thing. You know, it's also very interesting. I know we only have a few minutes left. It's also very interesting. Um, that, that people don't appreciate, and I get it, and I get it, and I can give you an example, and I might, that education in camp, the education kids get from the camp experience is bar none. I, and I'm just going to give you an example. Um, for about 15 months, 14, 15 months, until last week, we had an ongoing backyard minion during COVID. And a number of weeks ago, my daughter had a friend over, and they were davening in the backyard, and my daughter is a camper, and this child has never been to sleepaway camp, never. And so uh, she does not know her way around a sitter on Shabbos. Clearly, she, her mom is not a shul goer, and this kid did not know her way around a sitter, and my daughter was helping her. Now, this is not a story about my daughter. My daughter goes to sleepaway camp, and I truly believe, and yes, my daughter also has a mother who likes to go to shul. Fine, but it is what happens in camp. I... I know Mincha on Shabbos because I went to camp. And I was 
you know, required to go to Minchan Shabbos. Do I go to Minchan Shabbos now? No. But I know davening Minchan Shabbos. I know the Nusach. I can't lead it, but I know the Nusach. And so you have these things that tr- that trickle down, that last for y- with you forever, that you know where they came from. And for me, I know they came from camp. I'm sure you see that also. A hundred percent. You know, kids gain more, kids could gain more in two months than they get in ten months uh, in the school year. We have uh, Yisrael Moshe Sif. I think you know. Oh, sure. Um, you know, so he's a chinuch member here, and you know the way he just, uh, you know, the certain nuances in the davening that he says louder and certain tunes. I was once davening in a, in a random minion somewhere, and I hear a kid, you know, saying it just like Rabbi Sif did. So I went over to him. I said, "Were you ever in Camp Kaylee?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, I was there three summers ago." I said, <sighs> "Rabbi Sif." He goes, "Oh, Rabbi Sif, the best." You you know, so, and then it's funny, we had Rabbi Sif, Chaim Sif, Rabbi Chaim right, Sif sure. was there last summer, and like, he's a chip off the old block, it's the same thing, he taught him everything he knows, and he just inspired kids, it's just, it's a beautiful, it's really, it was incredible. It is, it's not just about giving kids something to do over the summer, it's really not, summer camp is essential, it is an integral part of a child's life, and, and I'm so happy for you, and for Kaylee, and for Ohel, and everyone involved, that you were able to make this summer happen, that God was able to, 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 empower you and everyone around you to make this camp summer this 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 camping experience happen for this year i'm like i'm tripping over my words because i'm so overwhelmed by honestly by the excitement that camp is really happening that camp is really happening i think my kids are excited i'm 10 (laughs) times more excited so i really am so uh, like uh, wholeheartedly happy for you I really appreciate it. Really, thanks so much. Please have regards to Nahum, and uh, thanks so much for the time. I certainly will, and Hatzlacha, stay safe this summer. Have a wonderful summer. You got it. Thanks again. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Live here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and of course, it is a full afternoon of programming. The live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel begins in just a few moments. Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. in the Encore of Jam. Rewind at 4 p.m. And of course, the return, not the return, of course, the Arab Shabbat. Oh, this has got to be the last one before the three weeks, right? Ah, uh, possibly. Very possibly the last Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Samick. We'll see if Mark does one during the three weeks. All a cappella? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Of course, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, Malcolm hosts, uh, sorry, Malcolm hosts, Nahum hosts J.M. in the a.m. Malcolm Holmline joins him at 7.40 a.m. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Motzei Shabbat at 9 p.m. Matis hosts J.M. Sunday, 7 a.m. And of course, I wish everyone an easy fast this Sunday. We're going to close today. No, no, no actually, I, I changed my mind. I know I I had a song ready. I had a song ready, but now I'm really feeling my Morasha roots. I am feeling my Morasha roots. And so we're going to go back. We're going to go to the back wall, folks. We're going to go to the back wall, especially because this week I ran into Stewie Beanstalk. And as a result of, what do you mean? Come on, work with me here. Stewie Beanstalk, Kiatahu, Miami Boys Choir, Morasha, Shiria. Was it 84, 86, 85? I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear about it during the live lunch. Anyway, this is Miami Boys Choir with Kiatahu. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Oh,